So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hey everyone, welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. I'm so glad you're here. We're in episode 101, and this is um, principle nine of intuitive eating. And we're going to jump into that. It's, It's one of my favorite because it's about exercise. I love exercise. Um, uh, it's, you know, it, whether you, whatever you call it, exercise, joyful movement. Um, let's see what other terms have you heard? Physical activity, uh, move your body, all of it's good. And I think, uh, really, if you don't like the idea of exercising, Sometimes when you, there's something you don't like to do, I do this all the time, you don't like to do, you work into it by a different angle. Like you either reframe it, which we talk a lot about um, with food, right? And and how we think about food and think about our bodies. And we've been, a lot of this is just really habit change is about reframing and um, behavior changes is, you know, how you look at things and reframing it. So with diet nutrition, you know, uh, I encourage people to swap out foods rather than just get rid of it and eliminate it. You know, what other ways can you add foods in that will bring health rather than just get rid of all the old stuff with, with the idea that you're going to kind of edge out um, some of the negative stuff, or I didn't, shouldn't even say negative, maybe some of the foods you don't really want to be eating. Um, so an example that pops into mind right now is if you have French fries and, uh, you know, maybe you have your French fries, but, you know, you don't have the burger, you have a veggie burger instead, right? And then maybe you add in, instead of French fries, you add in something green, you know, some, some leafy greens, like a green salad with that. So your plate looks very different now, right? You have, you have your French fries that you'll eat and you only need a few probably before you really kind of go, okay, I've gotten the salty taste that I really want, but you're also adding in other foods that are going to fuel your body better. Okay. So you, you're feeding your emotional side, um, and, and then getting all that stuff. But anyway, I digress. Cause you know me, I, I love talking about nutrition and food, but, um, this, we want to talk about exercise, which was another thing I really enjoy. So, um, so in that realm of having to kind of back into it, really maybe think of it as sitting less. Okay rather than I have to exercise, okay? So maybe if you get into it from that angle and go, okay, I'm just gonna try to sit less today. And what does that mean? That means you are standing and moving rather than sitting, okay? And so sitting less in your daily living makes a big difference because we sit so much. I I fall into this as I'm sitting at my desk working or on the phone with clients. And so I finally, uh, you know, doing a Zoom call with clients, 
I finally um, got a, a stand-up desk and uh, have found that I alternate back and forth now because I can work at my desk standing doing tasks. And there's certain, th I can even type from there, um, but there's certain times that I want to have notes in front of me if I'm on the phone and I can do that while I'm standing more easily. And so I'm sitting less, okay? So I'm not actually out exercising per se, but I'm sitting less. Do you understand? Do you, do you see the distinction between that? So it's, it's you know, you're using different muscles and you're, um, you know, in when you're standing than when, than when you're sitting. So if you're having low back pain and neck pain and shoulders, like, you know, you start hunching your shoulders over, you know, your, your keyboard, you realize that um, it's a strain on those muscles because of your posture and everything. So when you mix it up, your different muscles are working. So, so really, um, you know, I, I, I want people to find an activity they like doing. And so I think, you know, um, the idea of militant exercise, having to go to the gym, um, you know, to lift weights or have to do jog. Every time I talk to people when I mention exercise, they're like, oh, I just really don't like to run. It's like, why do you, why do you instantly jump to running when you think of exercise, right? You don't have to run if you don't want to. Uh, it's not for everybody. Um, it's just, the idea is just to get active and really to feel the difference. And so really, um, shifting your focus to how your body feels instead of that it, you know, I'm burning calories or I have to do this to, you know, um, you know, be a different weight so that it's a mind shift there. But, you know, if you have diabetes, we know that exercise makes a big difference with blood sugars. Okay. Um, and, you know, exercise in the sense that you're just moving your body. That might just be out walking around the block, walking the dog, you know, try to walk a little faster, walk a little further if you can. Um, the idea is to do a little more each day if you can. And there's some days you just cannot. I mean, I know like yesterday I had Pilates and I had had my session before that a few days ago um, where it was awesome. I mean, I was strong. I felt strong. And I, you know, yesterday just didn't have the energy. I just, I was like, wow, what is going on? Well, when I kind of went back into what my day had been like, so I'm like, I shouldn't be this tired from, you know, I, I did these same exercises, you know, just the other day, you know, it's what was going on. So I had to listen to my body. And what I realized is I hadn't slept as well the night before, and I hadn't fueled as well. I, had, I hadn't eaten as much. I, you know, realized, oh, I, I missed, you know, um, I ate, a, I ate a lighter meal here many hours ago. And so I'm obviously not fueling my body, fueling my body enough for this activity. So I, you know, realized that it infected my performance. So really listening to your body and going, all right, I can accept that. The session's going to be different. I'm still doing something, right? Still feel, felt great. Um, and so frustrating a little bit, but I also kind of cut myself some slack. That's where the showing yourself grace and really being kind to your body comes in. Um, just the body just didn't have it. Okay. Um, but I still did something. I did something that met, met my body where it was. And that's kind of the idea. And that whole meeting your body where it is, is kind of how I work with clients with food. I meet them where they are and then we make changes with where they can do that. Right. So really, um, letting go of that militant idea of it only can look one way it really helps with consistency of exercise. So 
uh, my sister used to be a personal trainer. And what she would find is that the consistency was sometimes the hardest for people. And having a coach really helped because they're all gung ho and they want to start in the first two weeks. They do pretty well. But then it becomes less novel. And then, you know, um, they, they just sort of start losing the allure of it. And a couple of things come into play. You realize that, all right, um, they're not doing an activity they love. So we need to find a different activity. Okay. And then secondly, having someone there to motivate you really helps. And this is true in so many areas of your life, um, whether it's staying, sticking to um, your food plan. Okay. And, you know, changing your mind around your food and helping you navigate, um, you know, those changes and those cravings and those highs and those lows whether it's finding a coach for, um, you know, keep you on your exercise plan, whether it's a coach to, you know, a mentor to show you how to knit, which I had to do because I wasn't very good. Um, there's so many realms, right? I mean, life coaches, um, you go to a yoga teacher, I go to a Pilates teacher, right? It's the same thing. Um, someone who has more expertise than you helps you. And when you have some bumpy times, they help you through it. They're there to ask questions to kind of suit to really what it is to tailor these activities and these habits to your lifestyle. Okay. That's really what it comes down to. It's not a one size fits all. And that helps you stick with it. All right. So I get asked all the time from people, can you just give me a list of foods to eat? And I could, but I don't know what you like right? I don't know what you like to eat. I just had an email today. Can you just send me a list of foods to eat? Cause I need to lower my blood sugars. And I was like, I could do that. But you know, if we don't talk about it and really you don't know why you're eating those foods and how they help you and the amounts, I mean, it doesn't really help you. Right. I mean, you get the list, you're like, okay, you'll pick the one thing you like out of it. And that's all you eat when you're missing all the other nutrients that come with the other things that I might have on the list. Right. So you pick what applies to you and do that, but you, but it, it's, it's the synergy of all of it. Right. Does that make sense? So um, that's why it's so hard that it's like, I just need to talk to people and we need to have this conversation and it's a process. It's not as easy as just eating off a list. Same thing with exercise. It's not just as easy as picking an activity you're familiar with and doing that because, you know, you might have um, knee issues or they might flare up or you might start getting a sore muscle, then you need to do something else. And, you know, it's, it's really trying, trying different things to finding what works for you and then being consistent with that. So with exercise, people fall off. They don't do it. Same thing with diet. And they think they failed or that the person that gave them the list, they think they failed, don't know what they're doing, right? Because it's not working for them uh, or the exercise. And so just remember, consistency is really the key. So finding your activity that you like is super, super important. And then, you know, there's more to exercise, um, you know, that comes along with it. It's, um, really pain, like I, like this was, was saying, pain connects to the connection to your body with exercise. Like I did yesterday with Pilates. It's like, okay, I'm doing these activities. But how does my body feel? And it wasn't feeling as strong as it normally does. And so then you have to alter that. Okay. Instead of push through it, um, you just alter what you're doing and you still get a benefit. It just looks different than what you thought it was going to be. All right. 
Um, and then, you know, to really identify the personal benefits and reasons to exercise. So if you have type two diabetes, it might be to help lower your, your blood sugars. And we know that certainly helps. It might be a stress release. I can tell you for years, um, cause I have four children. I spent years running, uh, with my children in a jogger and I had, I had a double jogger cause I always had, you know, two kids in it and I kid on a bike or, you know, whatever it might be at the time. And, you know, some days were easier than others because they would cooperate. And some days I ran as much as I could and we'd stop at a park. I'd always try to make it a fun activity for them as well. And really, I think part of that of that early experience contributes to all of their uh, love for activity and sports and being outside now. But at the time, it was a stress release for me because, you know, I was home with them all day and um, needed needed to get out and just kind of blow some steam, you know, cause it's like, it's, it's hard work. Uh, you know, and if you, I know many people are raising their grandchildren or helping with grandkids and, you know, we don't have as much energy as we age as we did when we were younger having, there's a reason we have kids when we're young, right? Because there's more energy, but, um, so just kind of understand that, uh, you know, there's other benefits to exercise. It's that mental release. It's the, you know, it feels good for your body. It, it helps all your numbers. Certainly um, exercise helps with blood pressure as well. So there's just a lot of um, good that comes with it. Um, it can be very social. If you're walking a golf course or you're walking with a friend or, you know, you're playing a game of tennis or there's a social component that comes with it all. I really want to try pickle, pickleball. That looks so fun. People are having a great time out there. Um, so it's that social component as well. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, and like I said, work into it by kind of back into moving by doing, by looking at, oh, I'm going to sit less. Okay. And so really start paying attention, um, you know, at how much you're sitting and then try to, um, uh, you know, change that. So here's some, here's some, uh, tips for you really quick you know, break up your sitting, stand up, sit down, you know, walk out um, outside for a little bit, get up and go get a glass of water, uh, you know, do some toe raises, whatever it might be, just to kind of get your blood going. I mean, think about when you fly for long distances, they encourage you to, to avoid any clots in your legs or that thing, to get up and walk around because not only you're sitting, you're staying in a very small space, right? So, um, it's the same idea sitting at your desk, whether you're at work or your home office or, you know, whatever. And I have people tell me I'm on my feet all day at work, you know, and so that's very different. Um, they might be walking, maybe their job is in an office where they have to walk around a lot. So they're actually um, moving all day. So that's great. I mean, that's, that's a, a very different thing. So the idea is to change your posture, to walk around, get your heart rate up a little bit, um, you know, and just, sit less. So there's um, an idea that sitting's the new smoking, you know, on, on the effects it has on your body. So uh, just, just think about that for a little bit. We know smoking's bad for us. If you smoke, please try to stop. That's one of the best things you can do for your health is to stop smoking. But um, yeah, sitting's like the new thing because we, we sit a lot. We drive, we sit at our computers, we watch television, uh, we sit down to eat, which I hope you do because then you can really enjoy your meals. Um, you know, we 
yeah, we do a lot of sitting. So back in the day when we had a more agrarian society and didn't have so many automated things that people would, you know, do their own um, house cleaning and they would do mowing with a regular mower without instead of a ride mower, or they would get out and rake more and just uh, get out and do their garden. And now it's very different. Um, and so we have to make a conscious effort to move. So that, that's basically it. So, um, and just be mindful while you're exercising, pay attention. Um, you know, exercise, we know rejuvenates rather than depletes. Okay. And so it changes your breathing pattern. If you're getting your heart rate up, it definitely works your lungs and your heart. Um, um, it enhances the mind body connection exercise also alleviates stress. Like I said, um, it, and it's really enjoyable. So please, please, please find an activity you enjoy. That's all I want to encourage you to do. Um, and if you don't do it like doing it on your own, get a friend to do it. Get a dog, you know, um, that I know some people tell me, it's like, why don't I have the dog? I wouldn't get outside at all. It's like, I get that. You need to get out and walk the dog. So that might be a good um, uh, way to motivate you. So um, there's tons of YouTube stuff you can do. There's, you know, videos for free if you can't be outside. And I remember when in the California, we had all the wildfires and it was really hard to be outside. It was not healthy. And as climbing the walls, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? And so it's like, I, I turned to YouTube and found some Pilates on YouTube and did inside activities. In fact, my husband brought his bicycle inside and put it on an air trainer and we would get on and off that because we just could not be exercising outside. So there's, there's ways to do it. You have to just be creative and be willing. And again, find an activity you like. If you take nothing else from this, this podcast, find an activity you like and then consistently do it. Try to not have more than two days pass where you haven't gone out and done your activity, okay, two, two days in a row. So that would mean you're, you're doing roughly five, five days a week, okay? And that's, you know, what I would like to see. Start with 10 minutes with the goal of being 30 minutes a day. And if you have to take that 30 minutes and break it up into 10 minute increments throughout the day, you do it three times a day, then that's what you're gonna do. Go time yourself. How long does it take you to walk around the block? And then say, okay, it takes me 10 minutes to walk around the block. I'm gonna do that three times today, throughout the day. Okay, and that'll be your goal. And then keep on it, do it again tomorrow. And then the next day, so it's really that consistency is really key, really key. It's That is more important than the activity you choose, honestly, the fact that you're doing it um, consistently. So anyway, uh, exercise, feel the difference. It, it, it makes a huge difference and it's great for your blood sugars. It's great for your cardio, your, your, your lungs and your heart and all your muscles and all those things. It's just, it just, it, it's just something that our body needs just like it needs food and water. I think it needs movement as well. So if you aren't able to move because um, your feet hurt, your neuropathy or whatever, move your arms, move what you can move. Okay. Right. Maybe find a really gentle yoga. Okay. So there's, there's tons of activities you can do and I just encourage you to seek them out. So hope this helps. Hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. 
If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.